Welcome, everybody, to this episode of BizDab, the Daytona Area Business Show. Before we get started, I want to remind you to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts so that you can be notified of the next episode that comes out. You can always visit our website, bizdab.com. That's bizdab.com. And we've got a group up on Facebook called BizDab. So uh, join us there and we'll get some conversations going about how we can improve business in Volusia County. With me today is Mr. Bob Davis, President and CEO of the Lodging and Hospitality Association of Volusia County. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Bob Davis, CEO, President of the Lodging and Hospitality Association. I represent an industry called hospitality, and we have over 100 hotels with 10,000 rooms, predominantly in Daytona Beach, but New Smyrna Beach, Orange City, and the land. And we at one time last year, employed 51,000 people in hospitality. First quarter. So, yeah, we were a big stick and did a lot of lobbying, a lot of working with the Miami Hotel and Lodging Association, Palm Beach Lodging Association, St. Petersburg. And so we carry a pretty big stick. For every dollar spent in Volusia County on renting a room at a hotel, 21 cents goes to the hotels. 27 cents goes to shopping, as we all do on vacation, and 52 cents goes to gasoline, amusements, and restaurants. So we basically are the economic engine of Volusia County. As we bring in more tourism, then the area gets better at what they're doing. Truthfully and honestly, last year, a year and a half ago, we brought in 10.2 million visitors to Volusia County. Now, stop and think, 585,000 citizens bringing in 10.2 million visitors. Of course, some of them stayed at homes, but the majority of them stayed in campgrounds, uh, B&Bs, or the hotel industry. My pride is that we are the economic engine of Volusia County. Our association is involved in many civic organizations, such as me, 32 years on Volusia Literacy Council, which I'll shock your uh, your listeners to, is that when I started 32 years ago, one in every four people in Volusia County cannot read or write past the fourth grade level. That's not only Volusia County, that's Dade County, that's Broward County. And so today, I sit here on your show, one in every four people 32 years later. These are great carpenters. It was what number 32 years ago? The same as it is today. So it hasn't changed. Hasn't changed in 32 years. So you've got carpenters that may have built this desk. You have plumbers. You have auto mechanics, air conditioning people who you trust and you've used them. And then you recommend them to friends and family. And then one day you sit behind the microphone and said, I wonder how come they don't have a job? The reason they don't have a job is they can't fill out the application. And in my day, they would come to the front desk, get an application, say, we'll bring it back tomorrow. That meant the kids were going to fill it out. Today, it's online. They don't have a chance. We don't look at these people as viable. We could be the best county in the state of Florida if we paid more attention to these great people who work with their hands. Now, I'm a, a trustee of Daytona State College for the past 10 years appointed by two various, actually now three governors who can't figure me out because the fact remains is that 
Every counselor in the school is not their fault. It's the PTAs and the parents think that every kid's going to be a doctor and a lawyer and a dentist. When we need trade people, it's no harm to be a plumber at $65 an hour. When your water heater goes out and they deliver a water heater, but it takes a month to get a plumber to put it together. And so... Well, the, the, the issue there is that being learning to be a plumber is... A, a less expensive education. Right. You could even do it for free if you get an apprenticeship type right. of situation. And then uh, you you start making money and good money because the demand is high. Right. You make good money as soon as you're able to start working as a professional. So how does that apply to the lodging and hospitality associations? You've got, you've got a lot of... Very simple. We have, and it's not because I'm a trustee, we have it at Bethune-Cookman. I sit on the council there and Daytona State, many courses in hospitality and culinary. The Dean of uh, Culinary and Hospitality, Acosta Margolis, just was awarded as the best educator in the United States when it comes to culinary. We have great resources here in Volusia County. Do we use them? Probably not. We have 750 students right now training to be front desk managers, chefs, and they're training at a four-year school. They've got a two-year. Two it's a two-year school. It's okay. a certificate. And believe me, you take in 2008, I taught. I teach at Bethune Cookman, and I teach at Daytona State. We have Andros Bell, the first Black African manager on the beach side, who graduated from Bethune Cookman, who's doing a fantastic job. Just recently, by one of the trade magazine, was rated as the top six managers in the United States at the Hard Rock. Yes, there is a career. Yes, you got to roll up your sleeves. Yes, you got to go to work. Nobody's handing it to you. But we have the technology. We have the schooling. But if we've got a literacy problem, then they can't get to that two-year college to there, begin with. There you go. That's the major problem. And the other problem that we have in Volusia County to make us great, we could become the best, would be affordable housing. We have no affordable housing. The Hilton send their human resources director before the virus when employee was in demand, entire beachside, and they couldn't find a place to rent for an employee or two or three. And, and what kind of rents are we talking about? What kind of... Right now, you're talking about fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 that police officers, school teachers... We hire 700 school teachers this past year. We will lose 350 That's trained... Because of the lack of affordable of housing, housing. Affordable housing. So what, I guess my question is, what qualifies as affordable housing? What's a monthly rent? I would say between 600 and $900 a month is more agreeable. The law enforcement can't afford it. Educators can't afford it. Our people can't afford it. And when you're building as much as they're building now with fourteen, fifteen hundred $1,500 rents, this county can't step forward. We've got a lot of development on yeah. the beach side. There's yeah. a lot. I mean, it's Daytona. It's right. got a long history, but it's also got a long... It's not Miami Beach that sort of benefited from the old architecture. The right. architecture of Daytona Beach is not Art Deco. Right. So everything has to be upgraded, so right. to speak. And I think my... my experience is that you've got a little we've got a little bit of an old look so that needs to be revitalized so what, what do we do about okay that? you take the the hard rock 40 million dollars you take the hilton that's been here it was an adams mark it was a marriott they spend 30 million dollars you take the shores they spend 20 million take a small property like sun viking with 100 units so they just put a million dollars in you see a tremendous amount of upgrade 
yet there's a certain amount of people that like the small hotels, that like to walk out of their room and sit on the grass. They don't want to be dressed going to the pool or to the pool bar. So you have both. What has saved Daytona Beach, believe me when I tell you this, is the quaintness, is the affordable uh, vacation, but it's a drive to town. So let's lead the into... same with New Smyrna and... Yeah, and oh yeah, Ormond. I talk about yeah. yeah. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about the pandemic. Whereas Miami Beach shut down Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood, and Hallandale because of the virus. They where, shut down 100% closed. Yeah, and restaurants and right. attractions. And then we go to the West Coast, all the beaches were shut down. And then we go to the parks, Disney and Universal, they were shut down. So Daytona Beach sparkled. We shut down for two weeks the beaches and the private pools by demand. And the properties, right? Weren't yeah. the restaurants and yeah, well, all our bars and restaurants were closed a, down a, for a, a little bit? Yeah. But then the county council had the foresight to reopen the beaches, which is clean air, spaced out, and we were the only beach in the state of Florida that was open while everybody else was closed so we benefited from that where the airlines didn't travel to miami we had get in your car get in your truck get in your vehicle in your own clean air don't stand in line and worry about how far you are at the airports you have your own vehicle drive to daytona so we have always been a drive to market fortunately unfortunately as bad as from march till today is we still are the number one in the state. Just heard a report today that the Miami, Orlando was 68% down in bed taxes and sales tax. At one time, they were at 80%. Miami was totally at a total loss. Now, now let's talk about the bed tax and sales tax yeah. and, and how that affects directly affects the economy of the county. Very simply put, other states have an income tax. We don't thank God, in the state of Florida. So we rely not so much on land taxes, no matter what anybody thinks they're paying in land taxes, we rely on sales taxes. The hotel industry relies on sale, on bed taxes to advertise the state of Florida. We would have never had 10.2 million visitors if we didn't advertise it. There's a congressman. Uh, and that requires a staff, an ad budget, the whole thing. What's the current bed? It's 6%. We are in Volusia County, the highest in the state of Florida in bed taxes. Miami in a small pocket. Our, our bed tax in Volusia County is higher than Orange County, than Orlando? Yep. Wow. And there's a small pocket in Dade County that's at 6%. So if you as a local or an out-of-town visitor rent a room in Volusia County, you're paying 12.5%. Of course, no sales and that's correct. Bed tax. Now, how that's divided by the state ordinances, 3% goes to Daytona Beach, 3% goes to the land, 3% goes to New Smyrna Beach. I would say that last year, 8.2 million went to Daytona, about 600 went to the land, and about 2.2 million went to uh, New Smyrna Beach. Now, double that, the rest of the 3% goes to the upkeep, and the bonds on the Ocean Center. So if you have a hotel in New Smyrna Beach, you're paying- You're paying for the Ocean Center. For the Ocean, the Ocean Center. Center. That's correct. So they have a shot to call. Now, we are the only county in the state of Florida that has three advertising agencies. And you say, how come? In the 80s, when Tom Stead had the foresight 
It used to come from uh, ad valorem taxes, where businesses would put in 1% or 2% to bring in tourists so that their businesses could thrive. Tom had the foresight to see that we need to start taxing. We are the only industry in the state of Florida that tax our guests, our customers, and so forth. Now it's up to 6%. Which and then is, that tax gets yeah. divided out, but it does, does, it, does that tax that we're collecting stay focused on... Can only be st- uh, spent on the lodging and hospitality industry and, or building... Or conventions, right. e- either or. Sure. And so we were able to survive, and it was the smartest move in the state. Originally, the state legislator said, are you crazy? You're going to tax guests? They'll never come. Well, here we are today with Visit Florida. Senator Tom Wright, as the last session, wanted to do away with Visit Florida and the $59 million dollars. And he happens to have two manufacturing plants in Minnesota. And he said, listen, I could build the best gadget in the world, but if I don't advertise it, ain't nobody knowing it. So he fought for the rights of Visit Florida. And Visit Florida is basically the arm of Florida in bringing tourists to our state. But then in in Daytona has its own... own. Convention of Visitors Bureau, right. New Smyrna Beach has a visit New Smyrna Beach, right, right. et cetera. And the reason for that is when Tom Stead came up with this, ad, doing away with the ad valorem tax and a penny uh, bed taxes, New Smyrna Beach and Delance said, no, we don't want any part of it. But a year later, they saw the income. They saw what they could do with it. So they joined in. So there was no room in the ordinance to bring them in. So we have three. But it's a good thing. So in 2019, area. we yeah. had 10.2 million visitors right. that were paying 6% on, right. their, on their room tax. Right. And then in 2020, how did that look with the pandemic? Obviously, we didn't hit 10.2 million. Visitors. That's what the state's going to be faced with. And unfortunately, politics takes a big portion of the place, and if you look at the legislative, uh, there was no cabinet meeting from March till after the presidential election for fear that the, the consumer would realize that many of the benefits that they received, whether it be buildings or charity or whatever, is now going to go by the wayside. Uh, we all know that it's a very tough season. We all know about the pandemic. We all know that we're in worse shape today than we were in March. Unfortunately, the future, I'm a very positive person, but in September, October, November, December, January, you depend on meetings, conventions, you depend on corporate meetings. There was no such thing. We doodle-dabble. We right now have a small convention in town for a Super Bowl, sports, football. Last weekend, we had some gymnastics. Nothing. Well, that, that's the challenge, right, of being in the hospitality industry yep. or the restaurant yep. business in Volusia County yep. is... I've, uh, a friend of mine has a, a wonderful sushi place in, in New Smyrna Beach. And September 2019, Labor Day weekend, we had a hurricane. Yeah. But he, he relies on these big, huge beach weekends for his business. He's a small business owner. That's so vitally important. So that went away. That didn't happen. Well, and then, then, and then he rolled right into the beginning of 2020. And boom, we're in a pandemic. Now he loses all of his 2020. And so by now, if you're a small business owner in Volusia, you're pretty exhausted. Percentages lie. They're not accurate. And so when we looked at maybe 2020, September versus 2019, we did better. But did we really do better? Because the month of September in 2019 and October, we, were, we really didn't have the major hurricane 
that was 15 miles off the coast that could have devastated the entire peninsula. So we lucked out, but we still didn't have any business. We still suffered. Right? So now you're looking at even a worse year, but we did a little better because there was no business then. Right. So you oh, have yeah. to. So comparing 2020, September of 2020 to September yeah, of 19. You can't look at that. One of the things that I think has helped us survive is being a beach town. Tim Riddle spoke a bit about this uh, Absolutely. on a previous episode. Right. Uh, being and a beach town and, and, and drive being able to, to attract a drive and to a drive to Major. being able to attract locals yeah. and having South Florida basically shut down in a way helps because you live in South Florida you don't want to fly what do you do you can come up a little bit north go to Orlando go to that's Daytona. what I said at the beginning of the program right. so when Miami was shut when the beaches on the west coast was shut when the uh, attractions were shut we benefited every weekend we had not a great summer, but we had a better summer than anybody in the state of Florida on weekends. Of course, the $1,200 helped. People were tired of being in the house, schooling their kids. They could school them at a hotel room, sit on the beach. You could do your business. Now, did you and the CVB and, and Visit Florida retool a little bit and recognize that early on and say, hey, listen, we need we just need to advertise locally. So That's why in September we met at Daytona One with the head of Visit Florida and the governor and allotted $13 million to the state of Florida to visit your own state. To advertising in the state That's of correct. We always bring them in from out of town. And so... The oh, pre- sure. Usually your visitor's bureau is going out and doing right. conventions and right. things, and none of those conventions are happening. No. First of all, what CEO is going to let his people come and again get on an airplane and all that? And we are slowly coming out of it. Will it be a wonderful 2021 Absolutely not. Will we do the best we can? Seems to be a weekend business. It seems to be that people are just tired of being home, and we have to have the best restaurant service, the cleanest restaurants. We have to advertise. It's costing hotels hundreds of thousands of dollars to change their mode, more cleanliness, more aisle space, more this, more that, things that we had not even looked at in before. As you asked me a question early on. We have to change. It's no longer your father's Oldsmobile. Right. Everything's going to change now. Restaurant service has got to change. Disgruntled employees have to change. Furlough employees have to be brought back. Hotels have to consider different things. So let's things. talk about what some of those changes are. Let's say we were sitting here with a, a local motel operator or a local restaurateur. What are those changes that we have to make? What extra perks do you give them? When you're a small hotel owner and you're going against the Hyatt and they give out, or the Regency, where they give out points where you get points and you can have a free vacation, you can't afford to do that. So you have to go take down that sign and put up hospitality. You have you go to Perry's Ocean Edge. Of 40 years now, they have a donut room where they make fresh donuts. You have to create and do different things. Yeah, you, you can't you have to bring, differentiate. You have to be innovative. You have to be innovative. Daytona Beach now has to stop and think. Uh, and I'm not downgrading the speedway or anything, but as the years have passed, the Ford people, the Chevy people from Georgia and South Carolina and Tennessee are dying off. The younger people like the Porsches, the Ferraris, they like the speed. Same thing is going on. We've seen a decline in the hog people. Now they want the fast bikes. They do 100 miles an hour on Williamson Boulevard. Sure, we've seen a decline in NASCAR viewership. And, yeah, and we, ha- we have to change who we are. So when you say change who we are... Be creative. And not be beholden to the speedway okay. as our... 
I'm primary. Defin- definition Year, of the Years area. ago when I ran the Treasure Island Inn, if you didn't book a room for 14 days over Speed Week, you didn't have a room. We're lucky for two days now. So we have to be inventive. Do we want to put the world's greatest cook-off at the Speedway? Do we want to change uh, maybe Studebaker, Kaiser Frazier, Hudson? There are thousands of clubs in Pennsylvania, New York, and Georgia that these people idolize. Maybe one weekend for them. Look what we did with Jeep Weekend. It started off on Beach Street as a little tchotchke at the Halifax Marina. When did that start? About 10 years ago, Frank DeMarkey started that. Look how big, look what they contribute to the economy. Look at the great people they are. Look at what they uh, have given to I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you know any of the numbers there and how it started 10 years ago versus 10 years later? It started on Size-wise. It started probably about 1,000, 2,000. They parked them on a hill at the Halifax uh, River Yacht Club, and it grew It probably wasn't even bringing in hotel revenue. That's correct, correct. And And now- you have to be inventive, you have to create, you have to change. I don't have all the ideas, but I know you can't keep doing what you always did in this market. People are changing. Younger people are coming on board. Now I see entertainment coming back full flash at the Hard Rock. The Hilton is bringing in comedy. The Shores is bringing in magicians. I like that. That gives them something else to do, something else to bring them in. We have to be different. We have to be inventive. And the truth of the matter is we are a drive-to market, so we don't have to worry about standing in line in airports, getting the virus, and doing all the rest of that. Now, what about the difference between Daytona Beach, New Smyrna Beach, let's say Ormond, and even up into Flagler? Daytona is more of a destination because of the entertainment events, right? wouldn't you say? Yeah. Whereas New Smyrna Beach, you're well, going to New Smyrna Beach because you're going to the beach. Not only that, but you got Canal Street and you got that other avenue. They're so Flag far ahead of us. So far ahead of us, it's pathetic. That's something we should have been doing for years on Beach Street and Main Street. Now, you take the... Well, we just had a little bit of a revitalization of Beach yeah. Street, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the street. Not enough, yeah. Yeah, the street. The street. The okay. sidewalk. Okay. <laughs> but you still got a bunch of old-fashioned owners that closed down at 5 o'clock clock when i brought my wife up from hallandale and we got married here in daytona beach and they had a big festival on beach street this was 15 years ago every store was closed at five o'clock so she said what are we doing here what are we doing here she was a shopper she was a yenta she wanted to know where's the tables outside where's the bargains and so we still didn't know how to treat that but what we got going here is you've got different quaint towns now you go down south to, uh, Lake Worth, and what's the town next to it that took the 15 blocks? Uh, Lake, not Lake Worth. I got me. They opened up 15 blocks and they allowed no brand restaurants. So you got a 40 seat French restaurant, a 40 seat delicatessen, a 40 seat Italian restaurant. You may say, I'm staying at the Hard Rock, but where did you eat? Oh, I ate at a brand. We got that in Iowa. People go away. So that's an interesting topic happening in New Smyrna Beach right now with our new Starbucks opening up Beachside, which has everybody in a tizzy. Right. Although I noticed that everybody's anxious to go to Starbucks too. But they, when you go down, and I'll think of it, Fort, not Lake Lake Worth, no. It's the next town over. No, don't try to think of it, and then it'll come to you. Yeah. What they did there was they made it quaint. So 15 blocks, they tore down some shanties, they built two and three story apartments or condos. People don't have to drive. I was there on a Sunday night at the time of the 500. I had to go to a wedding. At four o'clock, there were 15,000 people on the street. 
because they loved what they saw. There was a piano player. There was an art show. There was a golf tournament. There was a, a piano player outside of a hotel. It, and that nationwide. You'd be that in a lot of communities we, we, now. Open we, air shop. I mean, even malls. You don't. There's not a mall built anymore that has a roof on it. We there. have to do that. We have to do that. We have to get more inclined to open up. Well, that's going to require a whole lot of rooms at 6% yep. to, to fund doing those kinds of things right but it'll take innovative operators your friend with the sushi bar he may have the best sushi on the block but he has to also incorporate new ideas when i ran the hawaiian inn i, I gotta tell you this putting a lay on somebody's neck they were mine when the kids came in with parents and i put daddy we're staying here there was no question about it we brought in day camps which we had up north. They never saw that in Daytona Beach where mom and pop could sit at the pool and we had a counselor for five hours, take care of your children with art, seashells. What we did at the Hawaiian Inn was Christmas time. We had a Christmas tree. It had no balls and whistles and we had the kids in the summer collect shells, put their name on it and color it. So it was a seashore Christmas tree. They'd come back for Christmas to see their kids on the... Different ideas. We can't be... What got to be something unique. And that outdoor experience, that yeah. that creating an open-air Main Street type of thing is becoming more popular Absolutely. everywhere. So if you live in South Florida, you don't have to come to New Smyrna Beach right. to experience Canal Street or Flagler Avenue. Right. You, you can find that down there. But we have to be one step ahead. Right. I grew up in Dania Beach to be... Uh, My brother lived on Sheraton Avenue in Hollywood. There you go. There you go. The area became, not run down, but became too old for... Uh, tourism then somebody came in and I, I don't remember whether it was a bond or something the, the the city of hollywood did something to raise some money to revitalize the beach and now they also put up the boardwalk meters the boardwalk in hollywood is fantastic the outdoor arena again it's fantastic they, again yeah. but uh, where, part of that is having a giant and margaritaville and, put on the beach yeah but not only that before the margaritaville they had the boardwalk you could walk along the boardwalk get the best pizza in the world the best italian food right. we have to do the same yeah but but don't you think we suffer the same problem that Hollywood did in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, where we're a little bit behind the times in terms of architecture, Absolutely. roadways, all Absolutely. of that kind of thing. Absolutely. So how do we pay for that? How do we get that? There are many different vehicles that counties and city can use. Let's look at Daytona 1. There's an extra penny tax because they formed a district. Let's go to, I love it, down in Port Orange, the pavilion at Port Orange. Have a one cent. We're talking about the new owner of the plaza, uh, a new owner, Jonathan Abrams, came in from the West Coast and bought the plaza. I don't know what he spent, 12, 14, 18 million dollars. Immediately he called me and said, I need to talk with you because I understand you get things done. And so he said, I'd like to meet with the mayor. I called the mayor up and he said, we need to revitalize Seabreeze Boulevard. Years ago, before you came here, Seabreeze was the hub. Sussman's, great restaurants, great food. It's gone down. And so he got a hold of Charles Lichterman, who was a realtor, has a couple of spots. And we walked for six hours from one end to the other end, to the bridge and back. In the interim, there's two posts on A1A that just stand there, beautiful posts, probably that 20 years. He wants to put a big sign up over it. Seabreeze Boulevard Entertainment Center. Everybody's for it. We met with 40 to 60 owners and renters. What do you need? What do we need to reestablish this? They want better street lights. They want cameras. And they want the sidewalks. They've got beautiful tile brick sidewalks that are filthy. Nobody has 
pressure wash them over. Now, that'll all go a long way, but the yeah. truth is those are facades. Those are that's external the, things. We've got to attract people that, That's to the correct, area. correct. So we got to bring in better type of business. we got to take those junky signs down. I walked but in— But when you've got that Italian restaurant owner that's been yeah. there for 100 years— he doesn't want to change it. We're, about, know, how do you, how do we're you? about to have a major meeting at his cost with hors d'oeuvres and some wine and cheese at the plaza to get all the views of the owners and put it together. The mayor is simply, he said, Bob, it's been many days since I've walked the avenue and I'm hearing the people. We walked into a jewelry shop. You take that jewelry shop, you can put it on Park Avenue or Fifth Avenue. I was amazed that Seabreeze Boulevard, there were four customers in there, all from Palm Coast. So it's there. We have to clean it up. We have to brighten it up. We have to make it more secure. One of the big issues, big issue, right? They have a cab place down one of the side streets where cab can park. They're parking in front, taking away customers. Uh, That's an issue. As small as it may be, I just met two owners that came from Cuba. They bought a small hotel, 31 units down in uh, Daytona Beach Shores called the Beachside Inn. Lovely people. He just bought a building on 201 Seabreeze, remodeling it, redoing it. We can give what they did down, not in Fort Fort Walton Beach or whatever. The place you can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I can't remember the name. (laughs) They gave a tax abatement for a year. Right. And no taxes. And they took the stores that were run down and they said, no taxes, no rent, fix them up. It got it. You have to give them something to revitalize an area. If you're going to hit them over the head at the same time, you'll never make the area grow. No, and there's options for people that want to be entrepreneurs, that want to start businesses. Absolutely. If you're not in areas that's small business friendly, there's plenty of areas, especially in the state of Florida, that are happy to have you. Well, I, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, was the chairman of economic development for the city of Daytona Beach. And we brought in this high-priced guy that does this all over the world. And he said, it's a three-legged stool. And until you do that, you got to open up a little office downtown on Beach Street. you got to put in retired bankers, insurance people, and business people. So that's what it takes. It takes a community to build. Sure, it's not just a CVB. That's right. You need CVB. Right. You need economic well, development. You see- need incentivization for businesses to come in and... As you, the point you made when we first started, you need uh, affordable housing and you need training, you need education. So let's Uh, talk about education first. All right, let me give you a perfect example. When we were hot a year and a half ago, two years ago, and we couldn't find employees, I went to the blind services. I went to site impairment. And I said, we have CEOs, we have people like Bob Davis, we have people like you who had a great career and all of a sudden they lost their sight. These are great people. And they need to come back to work. They can get on a bus. They can handle a front desk. They can handle reservations. They can handle uh, all sales and all that. They had, they're not blind. They're sight impaired. So we started a course. I went to the American Hotel and Lodging, got all the courses because I'm a uh, CHA, which is a whole different ball game, and was able to start that. We have managers. We have sales managers, cashiers going there and training these people. So here's the end story, is we had a a riff with the brands because we had to plug in a certain thing for the computers to light up a little bit better. They thought we were stealing their 
compound. But we passed that. We have 24 people that are now working in the industry and 24 more in training. There's always an outlet. What about a guy that had a, a big manager's job and he has sight impaired, but he gets on the bus. He's not a kid that's going to go out drinking the night before and you're not going to see him the next day. Sure, no, but what about training new people, new... new we have two I mean, of them. We're competing with Orlando for hospitality staff that can make more money in Orlando than they can here. 750, no, not that much. Don't, don't downplay it. For 20 years, I've been fighting that. 50 to 60% of our employees are tipped employees. They make more than the minimum wage. So you got young Jocko, who is at Daytona State College. He's working as a waiter or as a bartender. Then you got Millie, who's 55 years old, working alongside of him. She declares $100 a night in tips. He declares $10. Why? Because she's looking for Social Security. So there's such a thing that's called the federal government tip slip. Whether you get paid every week or every two weeks, you fill out. So the manager, the, uh, the employee lies and the manager swears to it. But then one time, the Internal Revenue came to Daytona Beach as they did Broward because County. Because they'll catch up with everybody eventually. And, and they went to the tapes and they start taking the tapes of the restaurant, the bars and all that. And they said, wait a minute, just about everybody's paying by credit card. So we now declare that if you don't declare 12%, you're in violation and we're going to get you. So that's the industry. Now, we pay more for desk clerks. Uh, but let's stay right there for yeah, a second yeah. because we've also got a minimum wage increase. That's correct. And we may have some legislation, whether it be federal or state, that changes the way tipped employees claim wages. Uh, absolutely, and we're watching that very carefully. But right now we go with the law, and so we are downcast as the lowest paying, but we're not. You tell me a bartender that's coming to work for $2 an hour or, or $8 an hour and no tips. If they ain't making 100 bucks, they ain't coming. And that's, Now the restaurants and hotels yeah, are going to yeah. say, wait a minute, a pandemic is a perfect example. So if I've got a whole bunch of employees that I normally am paying. I'm going to cut back and I'm going to reduce to pay the, the salary. What we stand for, we're going to pass it on. Right. Uh, right, wrong, I don't. I want to take an issue with driving on the beach or no driving on the beach. We all know that eventually somebody's going to pay for it. Then that's going to be the consumer at the yeah, end of the day. Of course, right? of course. On the education side, we've got some of the local colleges, but we've also got the high schools. We, the, these are skills that we can teach kids in high school that they can graduate into well-paying jobs. Okay. We are very involved in the school system in Volusia County. I just found out that they hired, we had a council at Seabreeze High School for culinary hospitality. They hired a new lady and I'm working with her. We're bringing all the students to Daytona State to show them what we've got. Each room at Daytona State is a classroom of 20. If it's a bakery, have the ovens. If it's an ice-making, carving room, every room is working uh, it's, it, and it's training. And the second floor, we have a complete beverage department now. That's, Do I have that correct? This is yeah. a training environment. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so when we asked the legislature, which we hardly get any money whatsoever, we asked them for a million one to start beverage because wine and beer becoming those breweries becoming big without a doubt with just a snap of the finger so it tells you what the legislator is thinking but we got it and we have these vats and we're training all these students we even have a gambling casino where we're teaching dealers that's a big issue now that's a lot of jobs sure 
we have gambling at the poker room here in Daytona and at Orange City, which is huge. You have it down in Hollywood. We're training people to... Be dealers, to be, be hosts. Dealers. Yeah, and that's an industry. Whether you well, want yeah, gambling or a, not... It's a city. It's called Las Vegas, too. That's, <laughs> called, that's, called, that's correct. That's correct. So, so training, it, we do a tremendous amount of training. Is it fair to say that in Daytona, maybe there were a couple of decades there where we were just riding the wave and not working on the future? Absolutely. And now the only way we're going to survive is if we take care of ourselves. If we become creative, no one's going to reach out and say, here's the golden spoon. We have to get the thinkers together. We have to get the city together. We have to get the county together and all work for the good of everybody in Volusia County. I may represent the hospitality industry, but you heard about my being United uh, Way chairman for 18 months. You heard about me being an advocacy for housing. You heard about me being on the Literacy Council. We are part of the community. One hand has to wipe the other. We can't just stop and look back and say, we were the home of the 500. Right. Times change. Nobody cares. Time, times change. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but we do the have... The story s- of races on the beach is a wonderful story, okay. but it's history. But we have to realize one thing. For 100 years, Daytona Beach has been international known, and we can't get away from that. We have to also... Include, well, we should leverage it. That's correct. That's exactly right. We don't have to do what uh, Orange City has to do or what maybe Kissimmee has to do. Daytona's out there. And has been out there. Well, you, you look at a town like New Smyrna Beach, where I live, and we are a we're the Hamptons of of Orlando, right? right. If you live in Orlando, you go to New Smyrna Beach for the right. beach, and that's great, and that's become a, a, a profit yeah. center yeah. for the businesses in that area. When you get a little bit north and you get to Daytona, it needs to be its own destination. We we don't want to be a that's, suburb that's, of Orlando. That, that's why we have three different advertising. I just got through talking to a newly elected official of the county council, and I brought that subject up. I said it. In business, it makes sense to have one advertising agency, one uh, advertising group, not agency, have one executive and one office, but then New Smyrna Beach would lose. The land in Deltona would lose. Each one is a separate. And they're all very unique spaces. Okay, you take the St. John's River, the fishermen, the bass, and all that. It's the capital of the world. You take New Smyrna Beach with your shops and what you've done there and surfing. You take Daytona Beach, completely different. And we have to, we all work together. We produce the same booklets. We promote, when they, when we bring our travel riders to Daytona, we take them to the St. John's. We take them to New Smyrna Beach. We have to show them that they have a wide variety of appetites to choose from. Sure. That's going to be the draw to you. That allows you to draw a whole bunch of different people. That's correct. And I think that, I guess this is personal opinion, but the the challenge of Daytona is we're a little bit caught up in our past. The problem with Daytona is that we don't ask the people who are employed that do the jobs. And I don't care if it's in education. I don't care if it's in law enforcement. I don't care if it's hospitality. Unfortunately, I'm going to say something that probably people are going to call you about. We get the suits and the dresses in a boardroom, and they make a decision. But they don't ask the people what really works and what don't. When I ran a hotel, I would take 40 room attendants, and I would say, what's going on? I don't ask my mid-managers because they want to tell tell me what you want to hear. Yeah, they want to tell me what we hear. 
So one lady said, Mr. Davis, I have room 201 to 215. And of course, I clean the checkout first. But why don't we ask the customer what time they would like their room clean? I said, my God, that's never <laughs> been done in America. Sure. We have a plastic sign that says, clean my room or don't. So she said, I knock on 201. They've been at Razzle's all night. They said, get out of here. We're sleeping. I go to another room. They're an older couple. They're already on the beach. I go to another room. Little Johnny's got to take a nap at 1 o'clock. So we came out with a pad and pencil and said, what time would you, the customer, I learned that from a maid. And so we saved about an hour and 15 times of, of hours in their work schedule, which we were able to give them a higher increase. Nothing costs inventive different ideas. You have to change what you've been doing. Wasn't that great that she said, what time would you like your room clean? Not what time. Sure. I and the biggest source of that innovation and that knowing what people are doing are not necessarily, as you say, the GM of the big property. Ask the people. They'll tell you. But it's also the small business owner. That's correct. I have two questions for you that okay. I, I want to get in before we finish here. Okay. One is, do Airbnbs, how does that affect your organization? How do you work with the Airbnb <coughs> owners? <coughs> we don't. Truthfully and honestly, if you read Mark Lane's column today, it nails it in the news journal. It's fantastic. They're bringing that up again. We are okay with Airbnbs. Well, you That's, don't have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> okay. But they're not protected. Do they have insurance? If you're in a car accident, right. we, we understand that. Okay. In the tourist development area that they're zoned for, fine. The manager of Perry's Ocean Edge, for the last five years, her and her husband work hard at their mortgage, and they live a block off the street. And there's four Airbnbs there. Illegal, not paying taxes, not paying bed taxes, and people are drunk all night, swim in the pool, throw garbage out. That should not be allowed. That is a violation. You bought a home in a, a particular area, New Smyrna Beach, all of a sudden four or five of your neighbors who live in Massachusetts are making a killing in five days, and therefore there's no affordable housing. So therefore, And more importantly, I've got neighbors that are changing every week. And therefore, what happens is the principal of Palm Terrace moved from Ormond Beach to right here and to be closer to his school. He called me a couple of months ago and said, Bob, I can't sleep. My kids can't sleep. These noises that are coming out of beyond my yard, so we call code enforcement. That's illegal. We don't approve that. They, swimming pools are not checked. Their fire alarms are not checked. People in Miami, they had 10 cameras in those particular places of people who were filming sure. what was going on in the bedroom. We are all for that. That's a need, but only in the area zone for that. I don't want somebody coming in from Massachusetts to buy a house or two or three on my block, and now I, even in a condo, that shouldn't be. Listen, the most valuable Airbnbs are going to be the ones that are beachside. To get code enforcement to crack down on it means we need more code enforcement officers? Well, Daytona Beach is doing a fantastic job. They formed a division of the police department with code enforcement. And you're not saying that you don't want Airbnbs. No. You just want them Regulated. to abide by the same regulations. Smoke detectors, a gas detector. That a hotel would uh, have a pool go. inspections. Uh, 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 Legitimate uh, safety concerns. That's right. correct. For the guests. And because pay taxes. 
I, I could tell you a zillion stories of people who rented infested Airbnbs. They wouldn't give them their money back. Right, right. now, that we, happens across the country. Yeah, right? around uh, the world, people who go in and, and 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 they don't take care of them, and you can't find the owner. They take their money. We have that in all industries. It's good, bad, or indifferent. So we're but not now, against now. It. Airbnbs. If I rent an Airbnb, I'm not paying a six percent um, hospital. You're supposed room tax. to, but they're not. They're not. Okay. They're not listed. They're not under the ordinance because they're illegal. Which what kind industry, of an impact would it be? It is, it, it's it hurting the industry. Look, Miami right now has a $10,000 a day fine on illegal Airbnbs. What's yeah. the fine here? I think it's $1,000. We just put that in. And the police department is working. For the county? Yeah. yeah. No, the city. Okay. It, it's unfortunate that we all are not on the same page. Right. You take Biketoberfest. Bike, bike the city said no tents. Ormond Beach said okay. And the county said maybe. So you've got people that are confused in a small area. You cross one street onto another street. What I found about Seabreeze Boulevard, by the way, is one county, one city commissioner has the south side and one city commissioner has the... So now i got to work with two city commissioners. Sounds like New York. Yeah. <laughs> but on the Airbnb issue then, to me it seems like as we look forward to 2021 20, coming back, let's say things coming back and beyond... And we look forward to what we're talking about here with the common theme here is that we need to work. We need to help ourselves. Nobody's going to come save us. That tax, that room tax, that 6% is critical to funding what? The CBB and the the advertising. The things that bring people to the town. That's correct. But we're not against it. That's uh, look, if you want to rent an Airbnb and you want to bring your family or six or seven people, that's your liking. That's what you get. You cook, you clean, you do your own sheets, your own towels after a while. If you want a better experience, you want a lounge, you want a pool, you want to be outside, you want to have services, there's a need for both. I'm not downgrading Airbnbs. Or B&Bs have been around longer than Airbnbs. They're the biggest ones that are getting killed. The bed and breakfasts. Yeah, by Airbnbs. The people who have bought these older buildings, converted them, cooked breakfast, give them a cocktail at night, they're the ones that are getting. I can't tell you how many B&Bs I've got in my association that keep, Bob, you got to help us. Bob, you got to do something. Okay, to end that subject, we are in favor of Airbnbs providing they're in the tourist development district and providing they adhere to the same laws and regulations. How dare your friend who has a sushi bar in New Smyrna Beach have to have inspections of his hood, fire, exits, and then a guy opens up down the street and has nothing. And, of course, he's going to be a dollar cheaper or two dollars cheaper because he hasn't had those same uh, ordinances. Not fair. We all have to be on the same playing field. So we're in favor of Airbnbs provided that they're in the zoned area. I can't put up a house of gambling in Port Orange or a house of ill repute because I want to put it up. It's not zoned for that. So let's wrap it up with the outlook on 21. So what exact day and time is everything going to go back to normal? Do you know? If I did, I would be a guru. (laughs) I would be the mayor of New York City. There is no timetable. And you'd want that job? (laughs) No, no. Uh, I would like to be the dog catcher of Volusia County. That might be better. What are we looking forward to? I know that several people on the show prior and in the future will talk very positive. I'm a very positive guy. I believe in the future. I believe that we will come out of this. It's going to take a little bit longer 
than everybody thought. But talk, talk to me as though I'm the out-of-work hospitality industry worker or well, event industry person. We have invested thousands and thousands of dollars in the hospitality industry, in the restaurant industry, in the tourist industry, in your making a living. When it was very tight to get employees, we paid more, we educated more, we did more training. I just did a big training for 100 people Wednesday on human trafficking. That's the new law. And if you don't have that on the books and you don't sign up for that, there's a huge fine involved. Explain that. I saw that the other day and I I didn't. Well, human trafficking is where they bring people into your hotel. You have to recognize, you have to see. Of course, a guy's going to come in with and register at the desk, but you're not going to know what's in the car. So we have to train our maids, our bartenders, who's being forced. I had no idea that human trafficking was a problem in Volusia County. It's not Volusia County. It's the whole country. And so, therefore, the feds came in and put out, we have a new law. Because you think human trafficking is an issue on the Mexican border. No. Uh, No. It's all over America. And we, by law, now have to train Every employee, whether in the back office, whether they're maids, porters, everybody has to be trained. So the outlook on, you're, you're positive on the better. outlook and you're, and you're positive on Volusia County and Daytona turning things around and being innovative and have, well, having a nice bright future ahead. The people who are listening need to know that you must go to city commission meetings. You must go and spend a little time. Stop complaining voice your opinion the opposition five six seven will dominate every commission meeting from the county to new Smyrna beach to edgewater we have to make sure that the local operators can operate and that they're not taken over by all these black trucks that are pulling up to the driveways we have to make sure they employ people they pay taxes the black trucks pulling up the amazon trucks and all oh, those oh, okay yeah you see them up and down the street oh yeah up and down the street and that's local business gone astray and so folks even if it doesn't if you're an educator and it doesn't affect you it does affect you we have to all work hand in hand. Well, I think that's that's a lot of what has come out of this yeah, discussion yeah. is how education, hospitality, retail, even law enforcement, how that all comes together. All, yeah. all one. We have to all work together for the betterment of Volusia County. I'm about Volusia County. Everything. You take Deltona, 100,000 people, the largest city doesn't have a restaurant or anything. We have to work harder. Daytona State is going to five times the campus because two new hospitals went in there. What are we going to teach? Medical imaging. That's what's needed at the $100 million Halifax Hospital or the event. Sure. We, we've we, got a robust manufacturing sector, right. and we've got a, a right. very robust aeronautics. Uh, oh, aeronautics number one. Bob Davis, I appreciate your time. We had a long talk. I think it went a little longer than we thought it would, but I think it, was, I think it was really informative, certainly for me and and hopefully for our listeners as well. And where, if people want to get more information about the Lodging and Hospitality Association, what's the website? Well, they could call me at 299-0771, and it's online as the Lodging and Hospitality Association of Volusia County. We have a pretty good website. We don't keep up with it as often because I move too fast. But at any rate, it's a pleasure. And if anybody has a question, I don't care if it's education, affordable housing, literacy, I'll try to answer it the best I can. We are all in this together. If we all are different silos, we'll never get it accomplished. I think that's the theme right there. Bob, thank you so much. You're welcome.